we are going to talk about the classic Ash Wednesday text. I don't know if you knew there was a classic Ash Wednesday text, but we're starting basic today, okay? The, the Ash Wednesday is uh, typically, it, it's uh, a remembering of Jesus' time in the wilderness. And so if you don't know that, I'm taking you back to some of the meetings and when this tradition started. And so I'm going to read you a text, and I'll flip the screen from Matthew chapter 4, verses 1. Whoop. Maybe you'll have to flip it for me, Gary. Verses 1 to 11. There we go. So we're going to put our ears on. Ready? It says this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And it said, then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So uh, the part that I was saying, okay, this is a short little message, but the part that I wanted to just focus on was this beginning part where it was like the, he got baptized. I don't know if you know the context. Jesus got baptized, and then after his baptism, he said he got the Holy Spirit. It says the Spirit led him into the wilderness. It led him to be tested or tempted. And it lasted 40 days. Did you know how long Lent lasts? Yeah. Did you know I asked preschoolers today in chapel because I, I give them the option to do some ashes. I said, do you know what the end of Lent is? It's Easter. And I said, what's Easter? He said, it's the Easter bunny's birthday. And then I go, well, not really. And then another one raises their hand, raises their hand, and they go, it's where we get to find the eggs. I'm like, okay. So there's a pastor's kid in there, okay? And I'm like, all right, save us. And so she says, tells us it's about Jesus' death and resurrection. She goes, my dad's a pastor. <laughs> I know all the stuff. It was so funny. It was, it was great. So, um, it ends, of course, Lent ends in Easter. And, and so the church traditionally, because of the wonderful celebration of the resurrection of Jesus, started this tradition where we uh, remember and reflect for the 40 days. Uh, and I, I was really impressed by thinking 
this year, 40 days, thinking about what's happening in the world, you got these little revivals that are, that are happening uh, in Asbury and then spreading to some college campuses. And I was so excited. I've been reading about them and looking at little videos and just going, wow, Jesus, you're starting to answer some prayers. Your spirit's bubbling up. And they talk about it being this really quiet worship. And, and uh, when you go there, there's just this sense of a heaviness of the presence of God. I'm like, oh, that sounds so wonderful. Just a refreshing presence. And, and then I was just thinking about all our lives post-COVID and how busy they get post-COVID. And, and I was just thinking, you know, what is, what's the Spirit leading you to do this next 40 days? And the Spirit led Jesus into a, a very hard time of testing. I don't know if any of us could have ever really matched that. I don't think so, because the first Adam didn't, took the second Adam to do it. Um, but what's he leading you to do now? Uh, Jesus fasted. And so some people fast. Sometimes some Lent's I've given up meat and sweets. It's like, all right, I'm going to give up things I, I enjoy. I'm not a crazy sweet person, but if you give up sweets, that's like saying no for 40 days to those cookies that, you know, it, it, and who doesn't like, well, some people don't like meat, but um, I've done that. You know, I've done some other fasts, little Daniel fast, vegetable fast, some other things like that. But, but sometimes now for our culture, some of the, the harder fasts are like social media fasts for young people. It's like, no, I'm going to give up social media. You know, some of the older people really enjoy Facebook. I'm going to give up Facebook. Fasting, something that you have sort of an obsession with. Because most people on social media, it moves from this occasional thing to this almost an obsessive checking and checking in. Anybody else agree with that? It's, it's sort of designed in a way to hook us a bit. So that, that can be a really fruitful f fast. Uh, and so you, you go and ask yourself, God, are you leading me down that? And then, and then this picture came to me of how I think for some of us, I pictured this, this furniture on a platform all piled on top of each other. And, and I was thinking about those parts in our lives. We have either an attic or a basement or sometimes a room I have a desk like this. I don't know if you have one of these that it just, okay, what do we do? We're just going to put it on the desk until there's no space on the desk to put something there, and then you have to clean it. Do you guys have those spaces? Yeah, I guarantee you have one of those drawers in your kitchen or something, right? We, call it, we used to call it a junk drawer, and we actually got rid of one and then repurposed another one as a junk drawer. Everybody, it's like, what do you do? Oh, you put it in the junk drawer until it's so full you have to clean out your junk drawer. Am I right? Do you guys have one of those? Yes. And it's full of hammers and, you know, tools and all sorts of weird stuff. It could be birthday candles. It's, it's, it's weird what goes in people's junk drawer. But I pictured this pile of furniture and how we're, we, we could declutter. We could clean it up. We could make some space. And, and it was the sense that for some of us, there's a part of our life that God is saying, this Lent, I want you to declutter. I want you to simplify. 
and, and kids, it reminded me, I lived in Florida when I was a youth pastor, and we rented a home that the people had part of the garage that they told us we couldn't use. They, the previous well, the owner of the house had stored stuff there. And it was, a, it was actually a guy that passed away, and they were trying to figure out what to do with this stuff. And, and then halfway through that, so after a year, they said, hey, you can get rid of that stuff. And there were boxes and stuff. So I started to take this stuff out, and there was a whole nest of big flying cockroaches in there. And they get, they're like this big, some are this big. And what you don't know about these palmetto bugs, and you've lived in Florida, is, is they will attack you. So as I'm coming out, they're like, you know, I'm getting the broom, and they're, because I'm, ta I'm taking out their nest, and they don't like it, so they're flying at my face, and, and I'm from Ohio. We don't have big bugs that attack you, you know, but we did, and, and, and we finally, you know, I was finally able, me and Raid and whatever else I needed to stomp and kill those things, um, I was, we were able to get that out, de declutter that space, and we could use that space. And the Lord reminded me of these pictures because I feel like for part of us, we could declutter during Lent. And if you fast something, that's a way to declutter. If you give up social media, you're taking something out of your life to give yourself a little more space with God. And it's, it's a wonderful gift. I've been challenging a couple young people I've been meeting with just to start their day with a simple devotional. It's like, it's maybe 10 minutes. And so sometimes it's like in, during Lent, you, could, you can test a new practice or spiritual discipline because you're only doing it for 40 days. But after 40 days, you might go, I like that. I'm going to keep it. We've done that with our home groups and our serve team last this past Sunday. We're saying, check out a home group. Check out a serve team. See if it fits. Try it out. You're only doing it for just the season of Lent you might find out it does something good for your soul. And so as we're going through this time of Lent, we're going to have a solitude retreat and just, just a quiet time to seek Jesus. We're going to sit with a wonderful passage on the different soils and, and just, um, just saying, come Holy Spirit. And, and what's been fun is I've been in a few groups, our elders group and our small group, and I find myself praying as I've been seeing this revival, saying, God, why not here? Why not here? We, we want a fresh move in our hearts. And so I, I, if you're watching online or if you're here, use the next 40 days to make some space for Jesus. If you're a young person, Set your heart, try something. If you've never tried a, a short Bible reading or like a, a Lectio 365, a little app that you can listen to either in the morning or the evening, you know, try a new spiritual practice. Try something. Maybe you've never prayed on your knees. And, and you could say, you know what, for the next 40 days, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to go hit my knees even if it's just for a minute, and surrender to Jesus. And maybe that's a practice even you could do as a young person. Maybe, maybe in the evening before you go to bed, 
Maybe you have bad tempers, but maybe you'll say, you know what? I'm going to kneel before the Lord and go, God, I'm yours. Thank you for this day. And, and maybe you'll t- try just a little practice. Because all we're doing is making space in our soul to hear the voice of God and to give him our lives. So when I did the little ashes with preschoolers, my grandson was in there. And I said, okay, we'll put this little ash on your forehead, and it means I'm giving my all to Jesus. And, uh, and then I, I let him help me clean up afterwards because I think it's a little perk because he's my grandson. And, and so he helps me take my guitar back to the class. So we take him, take him to the bathroom, and he washes it off. He goes, I'm not all gods anymore. And... <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Like, no, this is about your heart. It's like, and I'm, so I, it's like one of those moments where you realize, I guess I miscommunicated. It's all about the, no, it's about our hearts. These are just little symbols. So um, I, I'm just going to ask uh, you to ask this question as you're coming forward to receive communion as you're coming. If you want to get ashes, I'm going to stand off to the side and offer some prayer ministry. Um, Just what is the Spirit of God prompting you and leading you into for the next 40 days? Okay? What's he nudging you to do? Okay? So let's pray together and then I'll do communion. Lord, we just thank you because you say your sheep hear your voice and follow. And I know you're nudging this community to explore some new practices. I know it because of the great life group sign-ups and the serve group sign-ups. But I I also know that that you want to declutter some people's souls, to take something out, to challenge people to give up something or to take something on. And maybe to test a, a spiritual practice. Maybe as simply as kneeling and yielding. And just seeing if it feels right. And Holy Spirit, we long for a fresh move. I've had this sense that you're moving in our community. But Lord, we want everything you have for us. Because we want to be everything for you for our community. So the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which has been given for you. Do this and remember me. And in the same way, he took a cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of their sins. Take and drink, and when you do this, remember me. For whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the very death of Jesus until he comes. So come now. The table of the Lord is ready. You can take communion, and after that, if you want to have a, a cross ash on your forehead, you can do that, a symbol of repentance, a symbol of yielding to God. And... Um, And hopefully I'll be here. Maybe we'll have somebody else offer prayer on this side.